0: What exactly is this massive maintenance festival and, and, and how exactly is it going to take place?
1: Well, uh, this festival, the maintenance festival, essentially um, is a phrase which comes from our uh, engineers. What they have done or they are planning to do, Fakina, is that they have blocked off for a period of about two weeks where they're saying none of their uh, team members are going on leave or anything of that sort. So they want everyone to be on site to make sure that for the next two weeks they um, reduce the backlog that we currently have. As I speak to you, we have about uh, just over 7,000 megawatts, which is uh, what we call unplanned outages, meaning that those are the machines that had uh, um, broken down because of technical faults and they are not available, in other ways to so produce electricity. So they want to reduce that particular backlog. So essentially what they're going to do is they're focusing on the un- unplanned outages And then there will be a few of the plant outages that they are going to deal with. But the plan really is not to compromise the integrity of power supply. So in other words, they are not focusing on the new machines that are currently online. They are looking at the ones that are currently offline so that we can bring them back, especially in in ahead of winter.
0: Now, how much energy is actually needed to close the backlog and uh, to avoid load shedding?
1: You know, Sakina, and, and this is what uh, our CEO, acting CEO, was emphasizing in Parliament yesterday. Actually, we as a country, we just need about 3,000 megawatts so that we can uh, uh, make sure that we, we don't have shedding. So, And that 3,000 megawatts is actually uh, an amount that we actually do have as a country, It's just that some of our generators are not available at the moment, which is why the, the, the technicians are saying that they will be focusing over the next two weeks on this particular issue, to make sure that we, we do get that three thousand megawatt. And,
0: and and um, how long is this exercise going to take? And how exactly is it going to affect uh, us as consumers?
1: Well, um, the, the plan is to uh, do as much uh, maintenance as possible for, for this specific two weeks, but it does not necessarily mean that it's, it's going to end there. It's a continuous program, but uh, for this next two weeks, they, they will do everything possible to see that uh, it is possible to extract these 3,000 megawatts that we need. But in the interim, we're also urging customers to assist us in terms of reducing the demand um, where, where possible. But uh, also what we are doing as uh, is that uh, in terms of some of the machines that are currently offline. So the plan is to make sure that you do what you have to do so that uh, you, you also make them reliable. Because well, one of the challenges we've been facing previously is that sometimes you, you would repair a machine, bring it back online, and then maybe after a week or two, then another problem uh, appears. So the engineers are saying they're going to do an, a general overhaul of those machines so that once they are connected to the grid, then you know that the next time you, you are disconnecting them, it will be when they are due for another service.
0: And uh, Mr. Pasiwe, we also understand that ESCO management is considering bypassing municipalities and um, offering electricity directly to consumers. Now, talk to us about that firstly, and how is this going to help ESCOM?
1: Well, Sakina, indeed, it is one of the options that we are currently looking at. As you know, Municipalities in South Africa owe Eskom in total just over 25 billion rand, but it needs to be contextualised. That uh, out of the 25 billion rand, only about uh, 4 billion rand is uh, what we call a rear debt, meaning that uh, it is uh, debt which is overdue. So, and that's the money that we need from these municipalities, and some of them are struggling. So, instead of uh, um, um, disconnecting people who are actually paying in those municipalities. We are also looking into the option of bypassing municipalities and going directly to to have uh, a a direct relationship with the customers, which is what some people have been calling for in any way, in in some of the protest actions that we've seen over the country. Some people have been saying that we wanted to have um, electricity coming directly from ESCOM, not through municipalities. But the law does not allow ESCOM to do that. So it's a, it's a matter which still needs to be discussion of an uh, intervention of the government and Salga and all other parties that are involved in this. So it's still going to have to go a long way before we get to the point.
0: And um, are we going to source electricity from elsewhere, uh, the DRC, Zambia perhaps? Are there any deals in that regard?
1: So again, you know, that one, the, the DRC one, it's, it's one of these long-term projects that uh, as a country we have been um, working on for quite a while now. But indeed, the Department of Energy has signed a, a memorandum of understanding with uh, the, the DRC and other partners. But from, also from our side, um, and this is also from the government side, we also remember um, the instruction that we have been given at Eskom is that we migrate from uh, diesel to gas. But we, the government, uh, is still going to negotiate with Mozambique and Tanzania and, uh, and some of our neighbours, including Namibia to see how we can get the gas before, we obviously, we migrate from diesel. So in the interim, though, we'll still continue to use diesel, but the plan is to gradually migrate from uh, diesel to, to, to gas. Are
0: there any uh, deadlines set for that particular deal?
1: That, that is expected to happen within the next three years or so. And in fact, also from our side as a company, we are having what we call a, a pump storage scheme in the Drakensberg area. That facility or that power station, once it's completed, it will produce just over nearly 3,000 megawatts. So, and, and it's, it's using water. So, if we are able to to fast-track its 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 commercial operation, we will be able to actually even do away with uh, the, the issues of, uh, of 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 diesel long before the three the three years uh, arrive.
0: And then just a quick one before I let you go. What about the overruns? Um, There's a story in one of the papers, I'm actually fiercely trying to track it, uh, where we are now talking about, uh, you know, Kusile and uh, Madupi being fully operational by uh, 2021. Wasn't uh, the previous deadline 2019?
1: Indeed, Sakina. The previous uh, deadline was uh, 2019-2020. So currently, as I speak to you, we... uh, some kind of an industrial action at And uh, NUMSA does not call it a strike. They say, I think maybe it's a stay away or something of that effect. So um, we don't have people on the ground, and some of them are being intimidated who are not necessarily part of the NUMSA industrial action. So as a result, those kind of small things are the ones that are currently leading to the disruptions and the delays that ultimately we're seeing. Just for Midupi alone, uh, Sagina. Since the last seven years since the inception of this, uh, this uh, power station, we have had over 18 months of, uh, of our, uh, work stoppages there. So in other words, we have lost over one year and six months because of uh, disruptions because of labor issues. So this is the situation that we are facing now. That's why I was saying that uh, perhaps per- this thing needs more than ESCOM and the contractors. Perhaps we also need the intervention of the government and other partners to assist us in terms of resolving some of the issues that we are seeing at the